0: You are the man now, dog. You are
1: the man now, dog. You are the man now. Hello, aloha, and welcome to the Man Dog Pod. It's the Improving Conversation Podcast with me, Dan Lippert, and my co-host. He's back. He's got a beautiful new nose. He's listened to those big sniffs. Ryan Rosenberg. (laughs) Hi, Ryan.
2: Hello, Dan and everybody, and thank you for the wonderful intro. I appreciate
1: that. Thanks for the wonderful sniff. It was nice to hear it fresh.
2: Yeah, that was a full volume sniff. I got full usage of my nose. It's still healing a little bit, but the airways are wide open.
1: They're wide open. Mm-hmm. Your sinuses have been cleared out. You're going to sleep mm-hmm. on your back. You might not ever snore again.
2: Oh, I guarantee. Well, I don't guarantee it, but I hope so. <laughs> uh, it is the
0: first nose job I've seen that's visually identical to your original nose. Right. It changed right. nothing to.
2: Yeah. Well, I told him, you know, I don't want to go too crazy. I want to go under the knife, but I don't want to make too big of a change. You know, if you could take <laughs> off a centimeter, that's fine. But uh, I wish they would have just cut it flat on the end. <laughs> that would have been very funny.
0: Like, like a sphinx.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Your yeah, Voldemort. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that would be the whole end, cutting the whole yeah. end off, I yeah. guess.
1: But. Voldenburg? I don't know huh um. do not say it <laughs> <laughs> folks those other voices you're hearing are our guests of the week uh we're very excited to have each of them back we love them both Dhruv Singh hi Dhruv hi Dan hi Rose hi, hi other Dhruv. guests What's other happened? unnamed guests and go,
2: Dhruv introduce him go for <laughs> it Go ahead,
0: Dhruv you're great at
2: that should I introduce him oh, all right yeah.
0: you know him you love him he's the man of the year He's coming in hot with some brand new lips, some brand new filler, little bit of a tuck, little bit of a buck. My man, the one, the only, not Peter Banefes, but Greg Galan. Thank you.
3: Thank you. I wish more intros would specify that I'm not Peter because I come in and they're like, let's hear your Serpico. And I'm like, I don't really do Serpico. Yeah.
2: All right. All right well, well, let's hear some of your Iranian dad stuff.
3: <laughs> oh, shit. oh, now that I got in space, baby.
1: <laughs> uh, great uh, intro, and- Drew. Thanks. We'll give you a little percentage Thanks. of the uh, intro fee for that. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: And I do want to say, Greg, all your surgeries look fantastic. The tuck Thanks. especially. I can't even tell what they got rid of, but there's a yeah. lot
1: different. Something got tucked. It, and this isn't exactly a tuck. It's a fryer tuck, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if I take my hat off you'll see that the hair is all gone from the top and it's only around the side <sighs> I wish uh, yeah uh, we all wish
2: Greg uh, making a big new acting choice cast him tomorrow as Friar Tuck or anybody that looks like that
3: yeah it's really um, you know nowadays you gotta pigeonhole yourself <laughs> you really gotta be niche Absolutely. and specific and, yeah, mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. I guess that they already did a, a Robin Hood a couple of years ago, so I might be shit out of luck for another yeah. 10 years, but they'll do another
1: one. You, you know, there's always a Robin Hood commercial around the corner, maybe like uh, mm-hmm. taking Sprite from the rich and giving it to the poor. It feels mm-hmm. like it's very hip for commercials to take what the conversation is on Twitter, you know?
3: Yeah, my only concern is that Friar Tuck is a bigger guy and maybe the getting the tummy tuck uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. in
3: concert with the
0: Friar Tuck
1: well
3: Philip. Yeah, I should have gone Maybe the other
0: way. I think you could be like a healthy new version called air fryer tuck. Okay.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I've got like a big turkey leg, but it's only fried in a little bit of oil.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Grapeseed oil, so that's healthier. The whole And
2: all you need is a spray.
1: Yeah. I do think we could make we could pitch like an MTV Hot Fryer Tuck spin-off show called Air Fryer Tuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MTV it's like,
2: it's, Food Network uh, together.
1: Yeah, and this fryer tuck box, okay? Fryer box. It's like there. the young pope. we got the young pope people to do it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I actually don't remember Friar Tuck's context at all in Robin Hood, other than what he looks like. I don't know if he's good or bad. I don't mm-hmm. know.
3: I think he's good. I think he's, he's good. a good guy. What, yeah. what he's one of the Merry
2: Men,
1: right? He's one of the Merry Men. Mm-hmm. I think. Not to be confused yeah. with the uh, Shakespearean improv short form troupe at USC, the Merry Men.
2: Oh, I'm sure so many people were like, "Wait, are they talking about <laughs> a thing almost only Dan knows?" Or <laughs> <laughs> Drew uh,
0: maybe be could have known on about here, it. Drew could have known about it. Sure, nah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't dialed into the improv scene at yeah. all. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, too busy. Sadly, too busy. I Jordan forgot, you I guys. Too busy fucking, bro. Too busy <laughs> fire fucking. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> too busy fucking.
0: Well, well, good for you. Um,
1: well, I, 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 we promised in our last week's episode that we would we would talk a little spooky, a little Halloween. And then we didn't almost at all. Um, so we got to get a little creepy today. This is coming mm-hmm. out on the 22nd. So mm-hmm. inching towards it. Uh, are you guys, is, is the season for you? How do we feel about Halloween? I'm in that zone where I'm trying to get spooky. But uh, I don't really like gory movies, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't Mm -hmm. really want to be anxious. So it really, like, limits what
2: you can (laughs) watch. That's tough. Yeah. You know what I thought was a great (laughs) Halloween movie from last year was Hubie Halloween, because it's comedic, but it's it's in the world of Halloween spooky. You know what I mean? It's not quite scary. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that kind of works for me in that way, Mm because I also am the same way. I don't want to watch, like, torture porn or... I would just want to watch a good Halloween movie. Hmm.
3: yeah, I think i uh, I like I don't really seek horror movies out, but I typically like them. i now i live I live with my girlfriend, and she's like she can get very affected by horror movies, like we watched us a couple of years ago. And she had to keep like watching late night interviews of Lupita Nyong'o to be like, she's just an actress. She's a, <laughs> <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> uh, we had to, She all every time we watch a horror movie, they has to like look for the blooper reel, like see if there's a blooper reel
2: <laughs>
1: to really
3: cut the edge off. But,
2: That's smart, though. That's a good yeah. uh, coping. Uh,
1: was there an us blooper reel of her just trying the voice a few times and everybody like <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep, play it straight? yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, that's close i
1: always i wonder with stuff like that like
3: how much like are is jordan peele showing up on set day one and being like i hope lupita's creepy voice is good yeah
1: (laughs) i wonder or like
3: anytime someone plays batman like i just saw the trailer with robert pattinson doing the batman voice and like the first time he spoke in the trailer, I had to rewind and put on subtitles because I think he says, like, what have you done? And I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Oh, are they gonna, they're sticking
1: with the unintelligible Batman?
0: I guess. The thing like, that everyone even, hated from the last what, ones? What is that? Like, what? why is that? When did that become the thing? Like, Batman has to Fail. have a weird voice? Christian Bale yeah. be like start
3: well it makes sense because it's already such a joke that like why don't people realize it's Bruce <laughs> Wayne the most famous guy in town I but, can see totally. most of
2: his face he's got yeah. all these rich guy toys <laughs> Yeah
3: the Batmobile is pulling out of Wayne Manor <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just uh, no, it's just, it's like imagine making a choice where you have to do like vocal fry for the, every time you're in character. I That's so painful. I rem- and then you do that.
1: Uh, and then Tom Hardy's like, I have to go even weirder as Bane. <laughs> but then at the same time, they are like mixing the sound crazy that that makes yes. it harder too. maybe they're like this choice will be cool as long as people can hear me. And it's like, no, it's not going (laughs) to happen, dude.
3: (laughs) Sorry, dude. Didn't, like, Dark Knight Rises come out and then they, like, tweaked the audio afterwards because everyone was like, we can't understand Bane? I feel like there was some audio mixing drama.
1: I remember going to that. I think it was they showed it the first seven minutes before Mission Impossible uh, in IMAX. Mm. And I remember going to that, like, where they kidnapped the plane or whatever. And not understanding a word of the whole thing, but yeah, also being like, yeah. oh, "That was a cool stunt." Yeah, that's
3: what it was. Yeah, it was like they they leaked that first scene, and then before the movie came out, they ADR'd or something.
1: Uh, yeah. To to your question, Greg, I I heard a story that Paul Thomas Anderson when when uh, Daniel Day Lewis first called him and he was like, "Here's the voice I'm thinking for Daniel Plainview," he was like, "Oh no, <laughs> we might be totally." <laughs> Like you left a voicemail. I was like doing that, like drink oh, your juice boy.
3: This yeah. is Daniel. And I'm leaving you a voicemail yeah. with my thoughts on the voice.
1: This is how a real man would talk.
2: I'm an oil man. It is so weird because those movies feel so big. I-, I wonder what they would be like with like, not really a choice like just regular acting you know what i mean I, I wonder how crazy that would feel as well of like what are they doing do do something you know what i mean <laughs>
0: it's like a mumblecore, mumblecore Batman. yeah in. just kind of yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: chatting it up oh we're yeah. gonna fix it in post that's fine just just be regular
3: <laughs> um hey so uh paul uh pta if i can call you that um I've I've got some thoughts on the the Daniel Plainview character that uh, that I'm gonna do. Um, you know I'm obviously so famous for all the method stuff and getting into it. And I've sort of been getting into it and uh, and <clears throat> I don't know. I just wanted to bounce it off you. So should, can we? Is that okay?
2: Absolutely. I've been I've honestly been waiting for this. You know what I mean? I have some thoughts, but I want to let you do your process. So why don't you go with what you have and we'll just sort of workshop it.
3: Okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. Hey guys, it's me, Daniel Plainview. Uh, I'm an oil man. This is my son and partner, HW, and we're here to drill some oil from your town. And uh, can I stop you
2: real quick? Just yeah, I love it. I love the sure. casualness. The cadence sounds like you're leaving a voicemail. It sounds like you're <laughs> expecting nobody's listening to you, and you're just sort of getting through a list.
3: Okay, well, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I thought for the character, which is that he he cares so little about these townspeople. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't uh, really give a shit about them, that it's almost like all his conversations are one-sided, uh, you know.
2: That's cool. That's uh, that's interesting. That's really cool.
3: Yeah. I mean, do you want to hear any more? Or... Please, please,
2: yes. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, it'd be great if we could drill for some oil. Uh, let me know. Uh, I'm around, uh, most of the day tomorrow. Uh, I should, you should be able to get at me. Uh, yeah, I think we can all make a lot of money off this oil and, uh, my son and partner HW is cute kid. You guys can hang out with him or whatever. I'm sorry. Uh, Just
2: for me, it, it, Maybe it's because it's what I was just doing, but it really sounds like you're rolling calls in your car. You mm. know, it just sounds like you're occupied with something else and I don't know, should be free all tomorrow. I just don't. Oh, OK. I guess what I was thinking, and again, this is, of course, maybe we're we're before the movie, so not my place. But I was thinking with a little bit more intensity, a little bit more sure of what he's saying. Yes. Sure. And, and a little bit more like uh, like, if you don't like what I have to say, fuck off. Rather okay. than, I don't care if anybody's listening.
3: Well, let me try that. I mean, look, I, I feel like I have this weird reputation of being, like, really controlling and not being collaborative. And, and I don't know where that comes from. That's bullshit. So Maybe I'm going to take because... your note. Okay, okay. I'm going to take your note. More right. intense, not giving a shit. All beautiful, right? beautiful. I'll, be, I'll do it from the top here. <clears> oh, <throat> I'm Daniel Plainview, and I'm an oil man. This is my son and partner, H.W. I'd like to drill for oil in your town and we can all become better. God damn it. Sorry. Some I'm guy loving it. Some, some guy just cut me off. Jerk. Okay, sorry. Oh, I
2: love the intonation. Beep. I love Beep. the beat. Oh,
3: Sorry, I had to back up for a second. Look,
2: are you in a big I truck?
3: We, <laughs> I think if we drill for oil in this town, we'll all be very rich. So please get back to me. I'm free from 2.30 to 4 today. (laughs) And if you call, I'll pick up. This is so
2: close. This is really great. I love this. Okay, so
3: we're getting closer.
2: Yes, I love the intonation. I love where you're going with it. And, you know, I said feel free to make it your own. But Mm -hmm. I I just feel like he's not going to be on the phone. I just want you to know that we don't have phones. Everybody has to talk face to face.
3: Cool. And is he in a car or no?
2: Well, no, he, he might be in like a trailer at best, you know, or like, um, I don't know what you would call it, sort of a, a, a carriage, but yeah, we're not going to we're not going to have a lot of cars.
1: Hey guys, uh, I, I, before we start rolling, uh, um, I just want to say I'm, I'm such a huge fan, Daniel, I know, we, you know we've talked before and whatever, and I know you guys have worked a lot yeah. on your character, um, and I know that today we're starting on day one with like a pretty intense scene, so I just wanted to... Yeah. Just uh, for me, it makes me feel a little better to get out there. That I'm a little nervous, Um, uh, and uh, but I'm also excited to collaborate. And I just want to put my I put a lot of work into this character. um, And and... Paul,
2: we are so excited to have you. I just I think when I thought of a young actor who could bring the same intensity as Daniel, I thought Paul Dano. Thank and you. I know that wow. that's you. I'm, so I'm really excited. I'm thing. sorry we haven't had more rehearsal chances, you know. That's but I'm great. really
1: excited to see what that's you're the bringing. The business. I mean, we both had a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, um, loved
2: Little Miss Sunshine, by the way. Love. Yes.
1: It. Oh, great movie.
3: When you <laughs> really? have your little freak out really? and you talk for the first time. Oh, so good. I mean, okay. Have you been in another movie at this point?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I've been. I mean. I got. I kind of got my start in Girl Next Door. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, movie. Um, actually,
3: I really loved the couple episodes of The Sopranos
1: that you did. Thank uh, you, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, as big one Sopranos of AJ's fans. friends. Yeah, we throw some parties together. And, and I actually
3: skipped through everything else and just, watched, that the oh, just really? watched the AJ scenes. I just watched the AJ storyline. So in that <laughs> really? version of the show, you're a pretty big part. Wow! Of it. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, uh, Paul, it's your movie. I, I was a, a little surprised that you would start with the climactic scene, but I, mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to shoot it.
2: Great. Great. I think, you know, let's just shoot the rehearsal. Let's see what we get. And then I'll just note you guys from there. I really want you guys to feel raw.
1: Sorry. You know? I, I hate to interrupt. Robert Eiler also loved to shoot the rehearsal um oh wow. yeah so when we were on sets, the actor who played aj that's right yeah 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 I, I i thought that was a fun little tidbit i don't know <laughs> do you think i could get an autograph from him from robert
2: yeah <laughs> from him, yeah.
1: yeah yeah we could or maybe talk. both
2: you guys maybe, and to be maybe honest you this do, is Paul. not
1: what i expected meeting D- daniel day lewis was gonna be like I I, yeah, talk. but yeah i'll try i'll try my best yeah okay
2: all right, well, I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to go sit in the chair by the monitor, and why don't you guys just take it whenever you're ready? Let's roll camera. Let's roll sound. Well, Eli, what can I do for you, my friend? Well, it's Eli, and
1: I uh, I just wanted to ping you back because I heard from you earlier. Uh, looks like we almost missed each other again, but just wanted to check in about the church uh, and see if you were interested in maybe considering the word of God one more time. Oh, you know what, Eli? I'm actually getting another call here. Sorry. sorry. Would you mind
3: holding for a moment?
2: You little fuck. Hey, okay, daddy. let's cut there. Let's, <laughs> let's cut there. I'm really oh, excited for the next line. Nobody's on the phone. Just want to clarify. Nobody's on the phone. You guys are in person.
3: Who said, hey, daddy, then?
2: <laughs> well, that was me.
3: My tells son. Me your
2: son. I play your son. All right, let's roll again. Son, what can
1: I do for you, son? Hey, daddy. Oh, EW. You can save. You can hey. speak again. Good.
0: Yes, I. I can finally speak again. The punishment of God has lifted, and I just want you to know, daddy. You could save thousands on auto insurance by switching to me. Are you talking? To the wrong people about your bills, consider calling me, and I will save you a lot. You have been issued an arrest warrant. Okay, is this a telemarketer or
2: a commercial for phones? I'm just phones aren't around yet. Right? Am I crazy?
1: So should we be I, responding to you or should we stay in the moment? I didn't hear
2: a cut. I apologize. <laughs> Let's keep rolling and respond to me as the scene goes on. Okay.
3: I, my, I'm sorry. My character is being cut off by a <laughs> Nissan Sentra right now. And so that's no, it's not. Sort of that's not going to play I'm on the in.
2: screen because there's no. <sighs> okay.
3: Can we get a Sentra in here? <laughs> is this a movie set or just we a fuck around?
2: I guess we No, you're right. You're there's right. Day, I, I should be more collaborative. Let's get the Sentra in here.
3: I mean, there's a man on this set who has worked with Eiler. And yet, I still feel like we're just having fucking baby town frolics. All right, let's just get a little serious. Okay.
2: I'm sorry. (laughs) What if the movie was like that? You know?
1: I feel like it would have maybe won a few more Oscars. Mm And reshoot There Will Be Blood with characters like that and and tweet at us.
3: Yes.
0: Tweet the final fucking feature film. Yeah, two and, and a half hours. I Only. drive your
2: Sentra. <laughs> I drive it up. <laughs> I saw a Q&A when that movie came out with uh, PTA and Daniel Day-Lewis, and they were talking about how they, going into the movie, thought they were making two totally different things. Like I wow. guess Daniel Day-Lewis thought they were making like a blockbuster and PTA was like, no, this is like a tiny indie film or whatever. Mm. And they were like, oh. huh, we both have to do both, I guess, or something. But they, but PTA was saying like, I was kind of terrified. I was like, did he read the script?
1: <laughs>
3: oh, it's crazy how much that happened. Like the other piece of media we talked about there, I read a thing on The Sopranos one time that David Chase like, thought of it, I mean, it is a comedic show, but, like, he thought of it much more comedic. He said that he pictured Tony Soprano as a Homer Simpson-esque character, and then when they're filming the pilot, there's a scene where Christopher has been, like, writing his movie, and Tony's pissed at him, and I think Tony is supposed to, like, slap him a little bit, but Gandolfini instead, like, picked up uh, Michael Imperioli by the shirt and like pinned him against the wall and uh, is like so much physically bigger than him that everyone on set got scared and David Chase was like, yeah, maybe Tony should be a scary guy. And it's like, <laughs> how the fuck? Right. You look like uh, it's crazy how much like change mm-hmm. and it seemed like what became this phenomenon wasn't what he thought it was going into uh-uh. It. Uh-uh. I wonder
2: how many projects are like that, where it's like, well, here's what I imagine, and then you make it, and it's just something totally different than what was sold, or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it must be everything, right? It must be like, well, here's what I dreamed, but once a hundred other people got involved, obviously it wasn't that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I feel like the exceptions are so small. The the exceptions are like the Coen brothers or something, you know, where they seem to have a very strong vision right off, and they can get, they don't get, no, they have Final Cut on shit, so it just Mm -hmm. ends up being what they wanted. But probably almost it. My favorite like version of that is when scenes or like full movies or full shows where one actor is in a different movie than all the other actors. Like Mm -hmm. one actor didn't get the performance note that they're doing it a certain way. You know what I mean? There's like Tilda Swinton. Usually, it's usually Tilda Tilda Swinton. I fucking love that because it just it sticks out like a sore thumb. or some one some one character is in a fucking SNL sketch and yeah. everyone else is trying to play. Mm, it's probably like why I could
1: never be a director, or I would have to figure this out if I ever wanted to. Is I wouldn't want to hurt someone's feelings and be like, "Hey, you were way off there." And so yeah. I would just I would <laughs> right. do the worst thing and let them publicly look <laughs> terrible instead of like be very helpful and be like, "Hey, just so you know, no one else is doing the what you're doing." <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's also it's so weird because the whole thing is like being able to trust your instincts and like what's the difference between Javier Bardem putting on a bowl cut wig and doing that character and trusting his instincts like and someone totally whiffing and doing the same thing you know.
2: What if he hmm. brought that wig? He was like, no, this is how he's going to look.
0: He thinks he might have based on his <laughs> yeah. hair in every movie he's he... in. <laughs> yeah. He did cut, he cut his hair. Apparently he did cut his hair to be like that. And it was at the Cohen's request. And he famous, like, he didn't want to say it, but he told uh, Josh Brolin, right, who's in that movie about it. And Josh Brolin revealed it at this conference where he was like, Javier Bardem came to me on the first day and was like, I'm not going to get laid for four months, man.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but
2: after everybody sees the movie, they'll definitely want to see the yeah. <laughs> After I'm the scariest murderer of the last yeah, two years. Yeah, the fucking
1: psychopath. I guess it is pretty smart of them to be like, this guy is like so hot and so smooth. You have mm-hmm. to kind of believe that there's something off about him. So he has to have this haircut. <laughs> Yeah,
3: otherwise he wouldn't become a killer. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, he just he just like fuck, he'd be fine. We need to convey. Yeah, he just fuck.
1: He'd be fine. <laughs>
3: yeah, we need to convey that he's an incel without using dialogue or story. Oh, we've got the perfect right.
2: haircut. What if we give him a little girl's haircut? Yeah,
3: <laughs> And you tell them be- to do an accent that doesn't exist <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah You have to be so confident to make such a huge Choice like that to be like oh I'm definitely Going to make five more movies Like yeah, this is a choice that could Get me panned for life but If I do a bunch of them I'll just look Like a really adventurous actor <laughs> I kind of
3: love it I mean there was this movie Triple Nine Like five years ago that was, was Fine but Kate Winslet was like the big bad in it. And she did this Russian accent and I fucking loved it. And then like every review I read was like, Kate Winslet's Russian accent is fucking terrible. It's the <laughs> worst thing ever. And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was fun. <laughs> right.
1: That's funny too. Cause uh, when I hear real Russians speak, I'm like, I think they're, I think they're doing the accent wrong. It is such <laughs> a, it can be such an odd accent. Uh, Cause it is like so boldly different than what we're used to hearing i feel like yeah
0: um
1: yeah yeah, because we're used to
0: we're we're used to hearing americans do a do it right yeah almost all media is not not actual russian actors (laughs) well that's how that's
3: why they did in chernobyl they just i think the guy was like americans doing russian accents sounds bad so for chernobyl we're just going to pretend everyone is british and I watched like three episodes and was so confused. And I was googling like, was Chernobyl in England? Was Chernobyl in Russia, but run ex- exclusively by English- British expats? Like it made me question the history because they they should have put like a disclaimer that was like, hey, we made this choice. You're not gonna you're gonna think you're crazy,
2: right?
1: It also is like I, I think that's a great example of. None of it matters. As long as you're making a, a, the same choice throughout, it doesn't matter. Cause it's like you, there's this like revered thing for like, you have to tell the story. Right. And they were like, no, there's just too many actors who can't do the accent. Right. So we're just going to make it British. And it's like, so what we can just do that with anything.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a funny one to change the history on though. Yeah. So many people were yeah. affected in a real life, horrific way.
1: <laughs> Russian specifically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. Well, unless we have some accent scenes, anyone want to do accents? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. No. Not really. I
2: mean, I could talk a little bit more about Spooky Season.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got to get spooky.
0: spooky. That's right.
2: I'm going to a haunted house experience on Ooh. maybe like next week or something called Delusion. Do you guys? Know yes.
0: I've done it a previous year. It shit is spooky. It's spooky. That's a good one. Scary. It's- it's so the uh, at least when I went maybe it's changed but when I went it was a lot of like Blum it was I think it was Blumhouse then doing it or something like that so all the people doing it are like professional stunt people from horror movies mm. so there's so they are fucking like I, I don't want to spoil anything but they're doing you know hollywood level stunts and shit oh, on you cool. but all in right. real life around you so they, they fucking frighten you. Like, they, they get at you. And I thought that it was a cool setup, too. When I did it, I don't know, it might be changing. I was like a tiny house, um, not far from USC, Dan, because I remember that neighborhood. Like an old kind of Victorian-y looking actual mm-hmm. actual old-ass, like 100-year-old plus house. And, you mm-hmm. you know, they take you on this little tour through it with a small group. Uh, and it's, it's spooky. It's like, yeah, it's good. It's a good setup.
2: I'm pretty scared. Like, that is definitely not my my whole life I've avoided being scared because I always kind of am. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, I can have fun at this for sure. But I'm, I'm definitely a little bit like, who's going to support me while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: My, like one of the, my most memorable haunted house experience was a couple of years ago, we went with a big group to uh, um, the haunt the the haunted hay, ride. What is it called? Uh, the haunted yeah. hay, Is that it? Yeah. yeah. At, uh, Which for anyone listening not in LA is it's like you know hayride up in the hills in Griffith Park kind of Uh and one of the attractions there not the hayride is a corn maze right where you go through a, a darkened corn maze but there are like kind of little ghouls jumping out at you or whatever but every group it's completely dark and every group has a flashlight so you 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 are one person is kind of navigating with a flashlight and at one point we like turned the corner and turned the flashlight on it and saw this like couple making out we thought oh, okay this is part of like the thi- this is a uh, Maybe those are, we couldn't, you know, you couldn't really tell, but they looked like civilian clothes. Uh, I kept walking, later landed on it, and this girl was giving the dude a blowjob, like in a corner <laughs> of a corner And it was just a couple getting freaky, like just, they're just going into this cornrace, fucking around.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, there is yes. this
3: cultural connection between horror and horniness. Oh, like, <laughs> I feel like yeah. that was like a... Bro, y young man thing of like take her to a scary movie, dude, and then she wants Mm. to hold your hand. Like there is, there's a link. There's some
1: link there. Yeah, right. They just took it to the next, next, next level there. Yeah. Also, I wonder
2: if they got super scared. Like, like mid blowjob, someone uh, came up and scared them, and they're like, "I thought I was horny."
1: (laughs) (laughs) And when I get scared, I bite down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or, or do you think? There's any chance that it was
3: part. It was part of the whore thing, and it was just supposed to be a really scary, bad blowjob. Like
1: <laughs> the, well, s- they the shouldn't social be together.
2: norms on these people. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying.
1: You get the pre the setup on the way in that like these people have an on again, off again history, and it's not <laughs> healthy when they're hooking up. <laughs> You're right. horrified yeah. by that.
3: Uh, just a, a haunted house with really
1: specific, modern characters. <laughs> <laughs> <Modern. laughs> oh, lovely. Well, folks, every once in a while, we do some voicemails from our listeners. If you ever want to call in and leave a voicemail of a true story, 30 seconds to a minute long, we'll do scenes inspired by it. The number's 818-465-8656. Um, leave a voicemail. We'll do a scene. That's the story. Uh, I'm going to play one right now. i share my screen.
4: Hey, guys. Ari from Boston here again. Uh, another quick story. Uh, so I used to work uh, a night job, and one night I, on my way home, it was 2 a, I think 2 a.m., uh, I was driving home uh, on Storrow Drive. I don't know if you're familiar with Boston uh, roads at all. But it's a two-lane, uh, pretty fast road uh, that kind of goes uh, around through Boston, um, and the speed limit is 40, I believe. And I was going, uh, I was going home, and I think I was going like probably 50. <laughs> um, and then I see headlights coming from the opposite direction and I thought, okay, yeah, it's a two lane. They're just on the other side of the road. And then it gets closer and they're on the same side of the road as me. They're just on the other lane, but they're going like 60, 65 miles an hour, like right at me. And I mean, it was one of the scariest things in my life. Uh, and I, I you know, they pass me. I keep going about like 300 feet. Uh, behind me, though, like before, before I saw this car, there was a police officer uh, just doing a speed trap on my side of the road, and I'm thinking, well, what is the police officer going to do? Is he going to drive in the opposite direction on the highway or the road to catch this guy, or is he just going to sit there and say, well, I can't break the rules? And I, I, it's one of the scariest things, and I still think about it uh, whenever I'm on that road. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Ari.
2: Thank you so much. Mm. <clears throat> and I am not familiar with Boston roads at all, no. but that was a good description. Mm. Mm. Uh.
1: All right. Um. So we're. Um, uh. I am uh, Officer Rhodes of the Boston Police Department. Um, we're starting this press conference at 5pm to answer some questions about the bank robbery. Um, the first thing I want to make absolutely clear is on social media, we're getting pretty torn apart about, uh, taking a while to start chasing the car. And I want to reiterate that we don't break the laws police. The car was going on the wrong side of the road. And I assure you, we had our whole team trying to figure out how to chase the car without going against traffic. Um, So I just want to make that very clear up top, and I will start taking questions from the media.
2: Hi there, James, uh, James Smith from the Boston Baked Bean. I was wondering, I don't think it's breaking the law if you have your lights on. Can't you just turn on your lights and people will know to get out of the way to stay safe? Well,
1: even with the lights on, that does not make us lawless individuals. We still have to, you know, stop at red lights. Uh, We still have to go the speed limit, which is another big thing. Yes, we never caught the escaped bank robbers because they were going 45 in a 30. So we did as best we could. They ran a few reds that we couldn't run, and we're sorry for that. But we are looking as
0: safely and legally as possible. Um, Hey, uh... Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, this is uh, <clears throat> uh, James McClendon with the New England hash brown. Uh, you you seem to say that it's just about following the laws, but also during the chase, you stop multiple times to say hello to people out of the laws of courtesy, which seems like those are unnecessary things, to stop and wave to an old lady on the street, say good morning, and things like that. Thank you, James.
1: Um, that's a fantastic question. We follow more than just the laws of the land, if you will. The laws created by the city, the state. We do follow the laws of common courtesy. So you see, it would be absolutely rude, and I know who exactly you're talking for. That's Officer McMillan, who happened to see mm-hmm. uh, his third-grade teacher. If you saw your third-grade teacher in the store, wouldn't it be rude to just walk by and not say hello to him or her? Hmm. Uh... Yeah, I, okay i'm, I'm hearing a lot of know, n- not not I a, a agreement here i, I do want to move on oh yes um uh moving on another question. yeah uh, michael carter boston strangler um i
3: just i did see some leaked cell phone footage i don't know if you guys saw this but you weren't able to catch them but there was a point where the the bank robbers got into a car accident and you were able to catch up with them. And someone has posted cell phone footage of what looks like your officers asking the bank robbers politely to put handcuffs on themselves. uh, So instead of like tackling them or holding them down or, or, you know, forcibly detaining them. Right. Did you have a comment on that? So what's
1: the question? Why didn't we hurt a stranger? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it was illegal. It's illegal to hurt a stranger just as much as I wouldn't want you tackling me right here or tackling James from the hash brown or James from the baked bean, okay? Now, I know the strangler has had it out for the police department for, for <laughs> nigh on decades, okay? But we are doing our best here, and they wouldn't put the handcuffs on. They wouldn't consent. We believe in consent here.
0: Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So, so we, we said, well, what can we do? That does, that does lead me to a further question. Sorry, uh, the James McClendon again from the New England Hash Brown. Uh, we have had the Boston Strangler in the room for many years now, confessing that he is the Boston Strangler before asking questions, yet you guys have never taken him in.
1: Well, what, we tried. We, we tried our absolute damnedest, all right? We, we, got, we, we all got him to put the handcuffs on once, but then he wouldn't get in our car with us. What are we going to do? Shove a stranger into our car? Uh uh you know I don't know what you want at the hash brown but Mr. Strangler I mean if he is not strangling in front of me there's nothing I can do you understand uh, He's
0: strangling the, the big He's strangling, beak. Beak. He's strangling please the beak.
1: Help. that's against the law sir that is against the law sir <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Oh. please what are you going to do uh, please oh. it's really sucky please stop Bro. doing this this sucks Oh, all
2: right, all right, all right. Jesus. <sighs> that was horrible policing. This is James from the Baked Bean, and I am writing an op-ed about how the police are do-nothing losers. Oh, you need to participate in keeping society safe, or else why do we pay you? Do, Defund the police. They don't do anything.
1: Do, okay, no, not, do-nothing <clears throat> losers? I just talked the Boston Strangler, one of the most <laughs> sought-after killers of all time. To stop strangling you. And I didn't break the law. I didn't use force. Now, sir, you did strangle a man against his will. That is against the law. So I'm going to have to ask you to put these handcuffs on. And I'm going to have to say no. Okay, fair enough. Affairs that can be
2: it! Please, hey, now you're buddy. giving him a cookie? What is this? Keep it up, buddy. You want another strangling? No, the police are here. <laughs> you can't. And I'm gonna fight you this time. I'm not just gonna stand there.
1: That was yeah, very yeah. ineffectual on your part. You're much <laughs> bigger and stronger. <laughs> <sighs> fight me. Fight me. <laughs> gentlemen. <sighs> gentlemen <sighs> Gentlemen, I have to respectfully ask you to stop breaking the law. All right. Okay.
2: What do you mean, gentlemen? I'm getting choked. It's not me breaking any laws. I'm asking for help. Oh, you're breaking
1: the law of just common cowardice. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) fight back. I should have taken it like a man. (laughs) Okay. Now, um, uh, uh, I feel like things have gotten a little out of control, as they do here uh, in our press briefings. And I want to bring this back to the issue at hand. We have four criminals at large who have robbed the bank. Um, two of them have absconded with my house. Uh, and, and we are doing. And yeah,
3: again, I, I did see the leaked cell phone footage of you helping to remove your house from its foundation and put it on a one of those oversized load trucks.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh for, hey, Strangler, I really hate you for what's going on between us personally, but your reporting is amazing. I got to say. You,
3: thank you, man. Thank you. Okay. I, you know, I try hard.
2: You really got wow. your finger on the pulse.
3: Yeah. I strangled Ah-ha. my way into. Ah, oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you care well, if I probably. use that? Do you care if I use that?
2: <laughs> oh, and your pieces? No, not at all. You know, yeah. attribution would be great. Person.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, no. all right. Ugh, my neck
2: hurts uh, bad.
1: Um, all right, well, if you do not attribute that joke to him, you are breaking the laws of copyright. So um, if you do I'm that... I'm being the bad art friend. <laughs> You're okay. being a really bad art friend. Uh, okay, oh, I want that. so uh, uh, all right, fellas. I feel like we have accomplished about what we're going to get here. I want to speak to the leaking of footage. It's illegal to leak footage of me doing stuff. You got to <laughs> stop it. All right, you can't just film a guy. You can't just film a guy, okay? Especially we cut to
0: we cut to some of this leaked footage.
1: <laughs> I had like um, I'll take a double, um, quarter pounder. And do you do pancakes right now?
2: I'm sorry, sir. We can't do pancakes at uh, Burger King. <laughs> We don't have pancakes.
1: Okay, but you'll you'll do the quarter pounder at least.
2: The double quarter pounder sounds good.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, I'll uh, I'll suck your dick.
0: We got back.
3: <laughs> Is this about the pancake dick thing? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, a lot of that going on in town.
1: Mm. Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> People really it. love their pancakes, well, People really love their fast food pancakes.
3: Horror and hunger are the keys to horniness. You know, the three H's. H- 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 three
0: Triple H. That's right. Triple H. H-, <laughs> H-
2: mm-hmm.
3: Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> name and wrestle.
2: I saw an Undertaker special on Netflix the other day. Like like the Stand WWE. Up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. God, I wish. It was lay down. He was in the casket, but he was doing jokes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has some thoughts on
1: trans people. <laughs> this motherfucker. He actually probably would. Um uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what, what's that?
2: Don't listen to the Undertaker's uh, personal thoughts.
1: <laughs> How's the special?
2: I didn't watch it. I just it seemed crazy to me. I was like, who is looking for an Undertaker? net it was just weird it was like what is this? i mean
1: somebody I that is it. like 15 feet away from me right now uh <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> wrestling is huge it has such a huge following it is like right probably one of the most popular live sports right now
3: um that feels like something you had to like i feel like i just kind of missed the boat on that it feels like something you had to start it's like it feels like being a jedi or something like if if you don't do it by the time you're 13 you're too old and it can only like i yeah i had a lot of friends in middle school that were into (laughs) wwe and stuff and i just i think i wasn't allowed and by the time i would have been allowed to watch it i was like this is silly but i feel like if i had gotten into it i could have become like a a big wrestling head but it's too late Mm -hmm. This is such I don't know
2: I, how I fell out of it, but I feel kind of glad. Like when I was a kid, I had the little whatever you call them, like action figures that you could yeah, like elbow same. drop and stuff and those yeah, were really yeah. cool and I went one year for like my birthday, but then I I just never uh stuck with it yeah. for whatever.
1: Reason. Mm. Um it, it what what this briefly made me think of. I I this is a pretty annoying point that is probably for a stand-up special that'll be bad that I'll never do. But it's it, I, when Greg called it WWE when you were in middle school. It's funny that like people people will be like so up in arms about the idea of like gender identity or like someone changing their name or like so what do I call them now or whatever. And it's like we call WWF WWE now really easily. It's it's really easy to just do. <laughs> it just made me think of that that it just like became the lexicon. Uh I loved. I saw one of those like.
3: People owning themselves on Twitter posts the other day. That was like a guy who's like, I'm not going to use they and them to refer to one person. All right. It's a plural noun. It doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. And someone was like, so what would you call a person? If you couldn't tell if it was male or female, how would you address them? And the guy's like, I would go off what they look like. And someone's like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Dang. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, you moron.
1: Like it's,
2: You already do it by accident. You did it's it. when you're thinking about it that you refuse to. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy.
1: Um, I can't imagine. I, I'm trying to think of like a belief I have that I'm so set in that if the whole world was like, "Hey, it's changing," that I'd be like, "I just can't do it." Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty well, malleable, yeah. even just as like, because I want to be liked. So even if someone will say something in front of me, I'll be like, "All right, I believe that." <laughs> uh,
0: what if it's like the slippery slope argument they always use, like on the hard right? It's always like, "Well, what if they say pedophilia is fine?" You know, like Hollywood is a bunch of ped. Like that—that's always their thing. Mm-hmm. If that happened, though, which it, I don't think, <laughs> but would you would you want to be liked so much that you'd be like,
2: "Yeah." That's cool. You have to respect these uh, pedophiles. No, yeah, I guess I, uh...
1: I believe pretty strongly that pedophilia is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, pretty if, if I was in there. that Twilight Zone world, yeah. Uh, that was why when they made those documentaries
3: about the what was that cult with Keith Rainieri? The documentary
2: Nexium. Nexium.
3: So the the first one that was like produced by the Nexium people was laid out like. It all sounded so good, and it was all about helping people, and blah, blah, blah. We had no idea until we were in too deep. And then you watch the other one, and it's like right away, Keith Ranieri is giving his little fucking TED Talk on how pedophilia is okay. And I'm like,
2: oh, you guys left that out of (laughs) yours. Right, right.
3: He's like, in ancient Greece, children had adult sexual mentors, and everyone was cool with it. (laughs) Right, right. And we don't
2: know why that's been taken out of society for 2,000 (laughs) years. We don't know. (laughs) Hmm.
0: Feel hey guys thanks thanks for coming thank you for coming to the dan Lippert comedy hour um <laughs> great to be here so you guys remember wwe changed from woo, wwf woo, woo, woo. woo, yeah some wrestling fans at the old ucb franklin nice nice um yeah i just uh you know, it's funny how that changed, right? WWE from WWF.
2: Yeah, what the hell?
0: We see somebody What's just the... stand up and and walks like lean down and kind of walk to the exit. <laughs> uh, um, shit, I'm losing you guys. Um, uh, okay, well, okay. Remember this? Remember remember how the Cadbury cream egg used to be pretty big, right? Woo! Then one year. Good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. A couple of Cadbury fans at the old UCB Franklin, and then next year got a little smaller. Remember that? That changed, right? That changed.
2: Yeah. What the hell?
0: Well, why? Is, sorry, why? Is someone, someone. You got. Sorry, you got to go the other way. That's the bathroom. The other way is the the exit. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Huh. Excuse me. Sorry. That's. No, yeah. It's, um. Hello? So, no, so yeah, I got, no, I'm not really uh, doing anything right now. <laughs> so, hey, sir. So, hey, so, look, I know you're Daniel Day-Lewis, man. You're in the <laughs> audience, but you're just not be on the phone right now. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know
3: I'm an oil man. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think if I could drill in your town, that'd be great. Uh, dialogue. Uh, yeah, hit me back uh, whenever you can.
1: Hey, hey shut up, bro. Shut up, bro. Some of us are trying to watch the show.
3: All right, I just uh, came here to see the Undertaker special, which is next. But I guess I have to sit through this guy, Dan Lipper. Woo!
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm opening for him, so I, I carry yeah, on, uh, sir. Uh, all right. Uh, well, there was once a thing called called Pepsi uh, Ice, So what is it? Pepsi Clear, Pepsi, right? <laughs> woo, woo! That went away. I'm just. My point is, I'm trying to make a point. Okay. Yeah. that Society changes, and everyone accepts it. So why is everyone against this whole premise of pedophilia? That ain't bad. I am a fan. I, Dan Lippert, I w- I will stand by this forever, that in ancient Greece, people did it. Other yeah, times, what the hell? <laughs> we see a couple of people in the audience looking up to see if he's getting the light, but he's not. <laughs> now, what I want to talk about a little more is... The way things stay the same despite changing. You guys ever notice that? You guys ever notice that? Ooh. Huh? Take my wife. Please. <laughs> now, a lot of jokes come from a place of truth, right? Flush. Ah, so love- like, close the door when you go to the bathroom, dude. Just leave the door open. No. Ah. <laughs> what do you mean no? Just close. close the door. I mean, you're taking a shit you guys on You excited stage. for
2: Undertaker? <laughs> I'm not. What's that? You guys? Are... Oh, sorry. I was just talking to my friends in the audience. Uh, you guys excited for Undertaker?
3: Yeah, man, it's gonna be great. I heard that he does the whole thing from a coffin, which is funny. Oh, it doesn't God. really make sense because an Undertaker wouldn't be in a coffin. They'd be putting someone in one. But that's
2: the vibe. That's yeah, the yeah. It's the
3: vibe. is funeral theme for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you gonna can go say buy I'm a little merch. excited.
2: <laughs>
1: Woo. Oh, Paul Bear is here.
2: Paul Bearer oh, is going to make an appearance.
0: Oh, I'm bombing. Oh, uh, win them over. Win them over, Dan. Use some... Use some uh, uh, just, uh, fuck. Hey,
3: Dan, do you, want, do you still want me to
0: be taping this? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to get better, man. I got to okay. look at footage and see how I'm doing. Maybe
1: try some oh, crowd man. work. I think you've considered that before. Yeah. All right,
0: all right. Hey, any any fans A uh, Man Dog Pod out here? Any fans? Any fans? Huh? Okay, hey, buddy, what's up? What's up, what's your name?
3: Ooh, yeah. Hey, uh, my name is uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Man Dog. That's so why
0: I, I came. Uh, nice, nice. What's, uh, what do you do, Sean? The uh, crowd I'm work a- was
1: trying to find a fan? <laughs> I mean,
3: it's to get a friendly crowd <laughs> member on my side. I'm actually a pedophile investigator for the FBI. Oh, fuck.
1: What the Uh. hell?
3: (laughs) I'm really curious about this one guy in the audience. To be honest, I feel like you should crowd work him more than me. I'm I'm just kind of a boring guy who catches pedophiles. But this guy seems to feel strongly
0: about every single thing. All right, you're right. Hey, hey, strong strong feelings, sir. How, How you doing? Woo, yeah. Okay, well, what's your name?
2: Ah, uh, I don't know if I should say it.
0: <laughs> okay, shit. Glenn, uh, it's Glenn,
2: it's Glenn. Yeah.
0: Huh. Oh, okay, okay, Glenn. Um, seem to seem to have a lot of ornery opinions about things. Uh, how do you feel about politics these days? i uh, Biden.
4: Oh
2: God, what the hell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you feel about social media?
2: Oh God, what the hell? <laughs>
3: We cut to uh, the the Today Show. Uh, So as a lot of you know, a new stand-up special is making the rounds. And we've got a new star breaking onto the screen in the comedy world. Everyone give it up and welcome Glenn, the audience member from the Dan Lippert special. woo, 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 woo. Glad some of your takes have taken the nation by storm. Give us one. Just give us an opinion on something.
2: God, oh, God, what the hell?
3: Oh, he did it. <laughs> he said it. His
1: catchphrase.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey
1: there, it's 2 a.m. And welcome back to the Byron Allen Show. We got, <laughs> <laughs> we got Jeff Ross. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's
0: up? Good job. Hey, fucking look at your
1: face. Ouch, roasted again.
2: <laughs> yeah, woo!
1: Now, Glenn, I'm told recently you had issues installing a refrigerator.
2: Oh, God, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> oh, not a plug. Oh, what the
1: hell? Uh-huh. And, Carrotop, is it true that you fly sometimes? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, it's kind of like, hand me that box of tissues, please.
1: Oh, God, what the hell?
3: Oh, hey, buddy, I didn't interrupt your act, okay? (laughs) We're both pros here, okay? We're both pros who got inexplicably jacked. (laughs) Let's have a little
4: respect.
1: Welcome back to What the Hell. On last week's episode, Glenn walked in on his family... Being a little annoying. <laughs> How's Glenn going to deal with it this week with special guest, Barry Bostwick?
2: <laughs> Who is Barry
1: Bostwick? <laughs> I'm Barry Bostwick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, see. <laughs> Had to call back that famous Lipton tea commercial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, folks. Everybody knows the Barry Boss Lipton tea commercial.
3: Uh um, know Barry Boss from
1: Spin City,
2: right? Yes, yeah. right. Spin City.
1: Oh, I'm trying to picture him. Um, hmm. Well, you're probably I close. I know you guys. Yeah, he's
2: like the aloof boss <laughs> with white hair.
1: Yeah, I know you came on the show to do some improv, but thanks for letting me just play the uh, tape from my last stand-up show <laughs> at the end. Oh and, yeah, and listen to it.
2: You know, I think it's going to find some sort of audience. I can't tell you exactly what or what they like, but there will be listeners. Paul Bearer had
1: a nice time, I remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What if you looked out into the crowd and Paul Bearer was there?
2: (laughs) We're almost done,
1: but I do have a question. Do you guys have, can you think of like the most specifically odd person that someone was like, hey, they're in the audience tonight? Uh, i'm Mm -hmm. trying to think of one probably al franken we did a show once and al franken was in the crowd Um,
3: i just had a really serendipitous one where uh julian edelman from the patriots was in the front row at ucb and the only like i'm a football fan but I, i definitely wouldn't have recognized julian edelman but that mm. day i had been house sitting for someone and they had cable so i was just like watching espn in the middle of the day like i hadn't done since i was a kid and there was like a e60 uh like half hour special on julian edelman that
2: afternoon
3: mm. that i watched it's interesting he was like a quarterback in college and he made the change and then i walked out on stage a few hours later and he's in the front row and i looked it up and it was like him and james white that summer were like living on beachwood they lived uh, in la to be because they all wow. li- tried to be close to tom brady in the off season to just in case he wanted to throw balls to someone they would <laughs> run over and be that guy and that would get in his good graces and so they were living by ucb and he just it was really weird he
1: showed up that night. that is crazy to harold night or a different show harold night yeah it's <laughs> so Herald funny night. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't know Tom Brady lived around Beechwood or in L.A. No, Brady is in like the The probably in like the Palisades or
3: something. Yeah. But they were on Beechwood to be in L.A. They they probably did the thing of like, oh, that's Los Angeles. That'll be close to another place in Los Angeles. No. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, if they're like me, they're like, I don't know where I want to live close to UCB. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's probably that.
0: (laughs) It's probably Harold fans. I was like very early on on Harold. Like we were a couple months in, uh, and we, we used to do like a living roomy opening, right? So we'd come out and you'd be kind of like, you could see the whole audience and do it. Uh, and Margot Robbie was in the front row. Ooh. Uh, and this was shortly after Wolf of Wall Street had come out. So she was like this big, you know, such a big star, like the, the distractingly beautiful. I think I, I almost did nothing in that whole show because I was so just like, um, Margot Robbie's out. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I
2: can't biff this because that I will can't. mean a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it really. Otherwise, I have a shot. Otherwise, I have a great. It shot. truly is the dream. Shot. Like,
1: if you're ever going to be able to get a chance with Margot Robbie, it's going to be like her seeing you be really funny on stage. Like, that is yeah. the best in you have. I mean, maybe not for you, Drew. You're a talented actor, also. So, um... oh, my, it did cross my mind that, like,
3: that. I don't think that would have even entered my mind like i think for me like i wouldn't have even had the thought of like oh i should try to impress mark (laughs) like for drew i could see that being more nerve-wracking for drew because it is like a plausible thing (laughs) i don't don't
0: think it was it was not possible it was not possible at all but i was still still hoping for it i mean any
2: celebrity that comes to the ucb i'm like whoa Why are you here? Why, (laughs) you like underground? I guess it's not underground, but what the hell? (laughs) What
3: the hell? This is our place. The dumbest (laughs) one I had was that Steve Aoki was in the audience for uh, APB's Harold Day one time. Yeah, he used to come a lot. I saw him a few
1: times. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there was this thing going around that like, there's always a thing where it's like this person's partner is taking classes, or they're like "Mm, uh, their son is in a class show, and so they'll show up. But I think Which that is was why Jason story.
3: Alexander came to Harold Knight once. <laughs> oh <laughs> I my think his god. son was on a
1: mod or a mess hall team or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: I would love to do comedy in front of Jason Alexander. I would be like, "Oh my god, it's fucking George." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a legend to me.
1: Um well, yeah, I, I I'm I'm sad because I know there's like a million like out there ones that I just can't remember right now, like because they were so <laughs> random.
0: Or weird, like not necessarily we, celebrities, just like weird people. That, yeah, I think we did a let's party once that you. I think you were hosting it, Rose, and and Billy Zane was in the audience. I remember like at oh, midnight yeah. on a Saturday, <laughs> right? You know, watching right. like a drunk, a drunk and high proud show. It was kind of, it was kind
2: of wild, <laughs> insane, uh, just insane.
0: Waving his gun around,
1: looking for his fiance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> well, Drew and Greg, I think we've come to the end of our time, but thank you so, so much for being here. You guys are hilarious.
0: Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having Always us. a pleasure. So
1: we've yeah, come to the end of Drew Greg. Would you like? Oh, the show would have been way better. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
3: Drew, um, is there where people Thank can... Thank you, be- Casey Trailer, for that <laughs> song.
1: <laughs> Don't yeah, drag his yeah. name through the mud like that. Uh, <laughs> Drew, where can people find you, or what would you like to plug?
0: Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Drew Vudeh my name. Uh, I would plug the work of Barry Bostwick, if there's any Great, been time seen. for a good revival. Yeah, check him out,
1: you know, good... Performing. at Drew very on social media and barry boswick on television and maybe film as well i'm sure greg anything you <laughs> yeah. like to plug or anywhere people can find you?
3: i'd like to plug the play of barry boswick you know it's not all about work with him sometimes he's just <laughs> when he's just kicking back that's the most fun time to watch
2: it's the most uh,
3: i'm at galant greg on twitter uh uh, I did a few seasons of a podcast called First Hand with Devin Field that all of these gentlemen were on once or twice, and it was delightful, and you can find that anywhere, and uh, yeah, that's all I have
1: to love. Awesome, yeah, our listeners I'm sure right. know about First Hand, but if you're new to the podcast, um, you can listen to our episode with the hosts of First Hand, Greg and Devin, uh, in our back, Yeah, go
3: listen to... Dan and Ryan play the Winklevoss daddies. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Nothing could possibly better tease that episode than just those <laughs> words. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you. Got to hear it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think that's that. Patreon.com slash you're the man now dog is where it's at. You can get full versions of all our episodes with extended scenes and deleted scenes as well as video. Uh, of all the episodes and weekly two-man episodes with Ryan and I that are uh, range from conversations to fully improvised new podcasts to improv uh, scenes. So check those what out. What scene
3: is going to get deleted from this episode?
1: <laughs> we don't know. Um, it's uh, it's usually probably the last one, but I actually don't know. Uh, Brian picks our editor. So uh, okay. Um, do you know, Ryan? It's been a while since I've actually no. checked in on that.
2: I think we try to switch between sometimes it's the funniest scene and then sometimes it's not. Because <laughs> we want to have some of the good stuff out there, but we also yeah. you know, want to reward it for the Patreon. The, uh... Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good. Because then if someone's scene becomes the deleted scene, they don't know if that's the compliment. They can say, oh, that must have been the week where they did the funniest one. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: No, we'll right. say, though, we'll say, the, and this scene was deleted because it was the worst. <laughs>
2: Go ahead and skip it if you're paying. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day.
1: Um, This 45 seconds of patter is the deleted scene. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth $3 a month. Um, Thanks again, guys. Great to see you. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye bye. Bye.